See, this is the dumbest thing. Mac, Apple, I, I, I ripped into someone on Apple yesterday. I was like, you guys want to tell me you're all for business and you have lasers. <laughs> if this does make the cut and you're only listening to this on, on audio, do double bull fingers into any Mac running Mac OS Sonoma or Sonoma, Sonoma uh, or any iOS 17 device. That, that's the southern way of saying Sonoma. Sonoma. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the All Things MSP podcast. I am your host, Justin Escar. With me always is my good friend, podcast producer extraordinaire and man with the plan, Mr. Eric Anthony. Eric, how are you today? Well, you know, I don't know if I've earned that producer extraordinaire this week after you had to text me about the uh, the title. And actually, what you didn't see was that the description wasn't right for the YouTube version of last week's podcast either. Um, I know that it was in there. So yeah. the only thing I can think of is that I didn't save it before I changed screens. Yeah. Because it did something weird to me last week, and I just didn't go back and check it. But anyway... That is now fixed. I'll give you I'll give you a pass on that one. Listen, it's hard to 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 do the stuff that you're doing. Also, if you if you're listening to this and you didn't realize that we have a YouTube, youtube.com slash at all things MSP. Um <clears throat> doing this stuff is hard, man. Being being a podcast producer is hard. This is and and the the funny thing is that like you're 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 producing this show, and I know you produce a couple of other shows for the All Things MSP channel. We have the live show, which is every Wednesday. We do you do office hours, which I'm gonna jump in on a couple. But the thing is, is that like you're not a you're not a video person by trade, and therefore you're not in and out of this all day, every day, and you're not using these to and, and you're using these tools uh like for your own good as opposed to using it. You know what I mean? Like there is a level of there's a level of like not eating your own dog food here, which is Oddly enough, the topic of today, I was really trying to make it work. I really tried on this one. Hey, I think it was a good segue. Um, you know, I will say that thank you for, you know, your forgiveness on on the uh, the title in the description for last week. However, the SEO gods, not as forgiving. Uh, um, hopefully we'll see an uptick in last week's podcast now that I've uh, updated the keywords. The only the only God I believe in is the God of murdering your thirst. Liquid Death, still not a sponsor. Um, we're working on it though. I really am. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk today about eating your own dog food because this is something that's come up a lot, which is, you know, so many of us in the industry pitch products, talk about products all the time, but how many of us are actually using those same products, right? So we uh, are a Google shop and we have a couple of different spam protection tools that we sell. And like, lo and behold, we don't use any of them, right? On the other side of the coin, on the other side of the coin, up until recently, when we switched from Zendesk to Halo, uh, we needed a way to get our information to record time from Zendesk to put it into FreshBooks, which is our billing software. And so we built an app called FreshBooks Time Tracker and we sold it it's available on the Zendesk marketplace, but we used it every day, right? So we were definitely eating our own dog food there because we needed to. We needed to ensure that uh, 
we knew what was going on because we were selling it as well as we were just using it because we needed to build out. So it's funny how we run the, like the whole dichotomy across the board, but I'm a big believer in like eating your own dog food within the company. Right. Um, what's your favorite networking brand? We're, we're not sponsored. So who cares? What's your favorite networking brand? Um, at this point. Yeah. I don't know because things have changed so much. Right. Um, I used to use a lot of Juniper. Okay. And like the, I mean, I don't know if they're still, are they still in business? Is Juniper still in business? Um, I think so. I think so. Right. We're, we're a big Meraki and ubiquity shop. And for the longest time I had Meraki equipment in my old house. And now in the new house, I have like this full stack ubiquity setup. Right. Um, because, and the other reason is, uh, we in New York city prior to the acquisitions, we only did Meraki. And now we do a lot more ubiquity stuff with the with the with the acquisitions of Des Moines and Columbia, and so the reason we only do those two brands and the reasons why my network is one of those two is that everyone in my team understands every detail of it. It makes it a lot easier to figure stuff out. And right. so, in order for me to learn it, I was like, "Well, let me just go set it up." You know, a a, a Dream Machine Pro is three hundred and fifty bucks. Like that's a piss in the pot, right? Um, and I'm not going to say I'm an expert in every last thing. Like today I had to set up a VLAN because what you don't see behind the camera on the floor over there is a, a full network setup for a client we're installing next week with a firewall and two professional switches and a redundant power supply and a PDU and the door access and the key cards and the whole nine. And I just went and plugged it into my network today and it shut my entire network down. And I was like, oh, learning experience. Let me figure out yeah. how to undo this. And so I like zoomed with Kyle on my team to be like, what did I do wrong? And so we just like, he walked me through setting up a VLAN, which I had never done before. Yeah. In Ubiquity. But very helpful. It is very helpful. But like the idea is that like, you need to be able to do this. Actually, this is a true story this is a segue. I just want to tell this story. Yesterday I did a Meraki install for a client. Uh, and all of a sudden like their server went offline and I was getting real frustrated. I thought it was something wrong with the Synology. And I was like, I don't understand what could be going on. And there were a lot of layers here. I was trying to unpack. The guy told me he had one switch. Turned out he had four. They were all smart switches. They were all doing different things, whatever. Nice. It turns out somewhere along the line, I like fat fingered something and I blocked all local LAN traffic from the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> but knowing Meraki well enough, I was able to like figure it out. It took me a little bit of time because it's been a while, but like that's the thing. You need to be in it. You need to be using it day day to day if you're selling well, microsoft be in microsoft if you're selling google be in google and that's the point behind standardization too right standardization of your shop standardization of your clients um there's an efficiency gain and there's also i believe a there's a component to security that yeah. if you have everything the same it is going to be much more secure because it's much easier and faster for you to deploy updates to check configurations yeah. all of those different things if things are standardized across your clients as well in, as in your own office i i wholly agree and i think that's one of the things i've been toting for a long time and it's funny how many how many of my friends colleagues and and competitors tell me otherwise they're like no no you got to do what's good for the customer customer doesn't know what they want I'm going to give them a Rocky or I'm going to give them ubiquity and everyone on my team knows how to handle all of this. So yeah, right. you got to eat your own dog food. You 
should be uh, living and breathing in your ticketing system, obviously, right? But <clears throat> do you know every inning, inner workings of it? Are you using all of the tools that they provide? Because your clients could be using that stuff also. You don't know, like if you if you work, we had a client a long time ago, they're long out of business, um, but they were uh, an internet reseller selling tchotchke BS on the, you know, you can buy, this is all before Ali and Wish, but they, they were pretty popular. And uh, their own support team used Zendesk. And I was like, oh, we can help you and your support team because we also do Zendesk, right? right? But if you weren't using Zendesk in your own company, there's no way you can offer that level of support to that client because you wouldn't understand it. And there's a, like, I understand like everything is Googleable, right? Like you could easily look up the solutions and try to figure things out, but when you're in it day to day and those are the things you're selling, cause like I'm having a problem with a client with Microsoft 365 and I don't know where this button is. I don't know where this thing is. And I had to escalate it all the way up. And like, I, I went to Microsoft support and I was like, I don't know where any of this stuff, why is this not working? And they looked at it and they were like, Oh, the buttons over to the left. It was because it moved or changed its name, but I don't live in the Microsoft interface. I kind of felt like a dummy a little bit. And it wasn't really my fault. It's just that that's not the world. I live in Google. I'm a Google. I'm a Google boy. So right. I've been saying that a lot today. I don't know why. But that's a good. I mean, that's a good point, though, because I mean, I agree with you. Like standardization and eating your own dog food, all of that stuff, is a good idea because of the efficiency gains. Yeah. But you also have to be able to handle the situation, because I don't think that any one MSP can either be a Google shop or a Microsoft shop. They try to be. <laughs> they, they can try. They can try. But I don't know how practical it actually is. Yeah. Right. Um, I've, and to be fair, I've never had to administer both. I've worked in both. I work yeah. in both constantly. But having to administer both, I guess when you get to the size where you'd have a significant number of each, then you just have dedicated people that have knowledge of each. Yeah, but you need like 10 to 15 people on your team to do that, right? And the majority, as we know, the majority of MSPs are like one to three people. The way around this, <coughs> excuse me, the way around this is you should have both, right? We have, we're a Google shop, we're a Google workspace. You know, you can look up our emails at Google workspace, but we have an on Microsoft account with Microsoft. And the funny thing is I keep getting called out by my, my director of technology because in order to do the work with the Microsoft guy, I send them a Zoom link. They're like, we can't do Zoom. Can you send us a Teams invite? And I was like, we're a Google shop. Why don't you send me the Teams invite? And I was like, because I don't have a full-fledged version of Teams. And my director of IT was like, you do have a full-fledged version of Teams. You just don't have it with like an actual email address tied to it to send out, to, to receive the invites back. And I was like, See, this is where the problem is. I don't eat my own dog food well enough within the Microsoft industry to like understand this because I know that tomorrow Teams is going to be called right. group, group groups and then it's going to go back to Teams and it's going to be called couches because Microsoft marketing needs to keep themselves in <laughs> Well, and that's an interesting question. Um, because of, you know, the way you position yourself, you are more Apple oriented, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So the question that I would have is in the Apple kind of, ecosystem is it more likely 
that a client is going to be on Google Workspace or Microsoft? That's a really good question. And to be honest, it's it it's 50-50. Like I okay. had a call with an ACN up in Canada yesterday and he sent me a Teams link. And the first thing I said to him was like, you use Teams? Like I got mad for a second. There are, um, no, it's 50-50. I don't, I don't, for the MSPs themselves, for the ACNs themselves, I don't, I do, I, I think I'm starting to see a, a maybe 55-45 Microsoft side, to be honest. A lot of, a lot of ACNs, you know, came in and was like, Google's the answer because, you know, bleep Microsoft. Um, but it's, it's slowly changing. My, my thing is, and I know we're off topic from the dog food thing, but this is where Microsoft should eat their own dog food is that Microsoft has like all but admitted that the Microsoft office suite for Mac is a bastardization of the Microsoft office suite. Outlook for Mac is garbage. Teams for Mac is garbage. Excel is missing half of its functions. And so when people question like, oh, you just do Macs? And I'm like, we do PCs because, you know, we always have that one bookkeeper who like needs to use Excel. Like <clears throat> that's our argument. But the, the the truth of the matter is that like uh, Microsoft needs to eat their own dog food and like play better in the sandbox, which is it's really annoying. Yeah. I mean, from what I see on the on the PC side or, or let's call it the generic MSP side, uh it's actually closer to like 80-20 or yeah. maybe even 90-10 in some cases. Uh, you don't see a lot of Google in the traditional small business. Um, it's interesting to me because I, I tend to actually like uh, the Google Workspace products themselves. Uh, in fact, when I spun up um, a work environment for all things MSP, I spun up Google Workspace. Uh, just because it works well across all my devices and I can work on whatever I need to, wherever I am. Right. I mean, you can do that with, with, with Google. You can do that. You can do it with both. I mean, the thing is like, true. You, it's what you feel comfortable with. Yeah. You know, I, I think the, I think the break point is really comes down to, uh, how much how many microsoft teams meetings you're gonna have because it's it's the whole like where is your mx live where does your domain actually live mm -hmm. i i think if we can get to the point where we could split an mx record and it doesn't have to be one or the other we would be in such a different world like quantum computing but for email <laughs> like we would be in a, such a different world because then <clears throat> you could check your email with Google or with Office, and you get the same Google, you get the same email in both. I understand. Don't come at me, haters. I understand that this is not possible, and I understand Google Drive and OneDrive. And I'm just using it as an example here, but like, it would make life so much easier for the user. It would be so much more complicated for IT people, but like for the user, it would be amazing because then you can use Teams, you can use Google. Yeah, Google but you for people who to who. Stop using Google Meets, people. You also know, though, you're going to get all of the comments from all of the people who say, oh, but you can do that um, just by connecting the accounts or forwarding emails or what. Yeah, we know. We know. But we it's know. not. It's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah.
but eat your own dog food is what I'm saying. Use the tools that you're selling. Uh, use, <clears throat> we were rolling out uh, an email security service and I was like, we should roll this out internally. And like we did internally and it ate our systems and we immediately pulled back on it. So like we didn't roll it out to anyone else. Like you need to do that. It's not just try it out and see if it works or what works right for the client. Eat your own dog food. Uh, it's tasty. That's all I got. That's all you got. And so, yeah, thanks. Because I'm trying to look up where that phrase can comes from. Like lifetime searching on the web is great podcast material. <laughs> I know, but you know, I can edit this out if it's just not that funny. Um, In 1988, Microsoft manager Paul Martitz sent Brian Valentine, test manager at Microsoft Land e Manager, an email titled Eating Our Dog Food and challenged him to increase the internal usage of the company's product. Therefore, the usage of the term spread through the company. So okay. eat your own dog food is a Microsoft thing. <laughs> I know. How funny is that, right? How funny is I mean, <clears throat> the fact that we're talking about Microsoft and this phrase at the same time and it originated in 1988 from- That's Microsoft. ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous. I don't think we can beat that as a way to end this episode. Probably. I promise you, I promise you everyone will try to do better next time. Check us out on facebook.com slash group slash allthingsmsp, youtube.com slash at allthingsmsp. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, leave us a note, put a subscribe to our podcast, leave us a comment. I love reading all the stuff we're getting in. Uh, some of the nasty DMs. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody DMs me. <laughs> DM me if you want. Uh, I'm around. But that's it for us. We will catch you next time. Bye! From your host, Justin Escar, and myself, thank you for listening to the All Things MSP podcast. Join the All Things MSP Facebook group or follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. The All Things MSP podcast is a BizPow LLC production. And even though we drink a lot of it, this podcast is still not sponsored by Liquid Death.